The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, Mary McCarthy is with me. She's a columnist for the Irish Independent and she's here to talk about the sugar tax because apparently it is making very little difference to the price of high sugar drinks in this country. It's according to the Journal of Public Health, a study led by Frank Houghton of the Technological University of the Shannon found that it is having very little impact on price and therefore very little impact on behaviour. Mary, does that beg the question whether we should increase the sugar tax? Hi, Kieran. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. I feel like I'm always complaining about the, uh, these sugary drinks, but this study, it, it actually confirms what I've always suspected, that there's, there's little difference with, you know, the, the sugar-free drinks and the uh, the Coke and the Fantas and all the high-sugar stuff. So I, while this, this study did find that there was some success with uh, reformulation, actually I mentioned uh, Fanta there, they were one of the companies that did bring down the sugar in their drinks. But, I mean, it's not really having that much of an effect if there's no difference in price. And I do think that if you tripled the tax, like at the moment, let's say it's 60 cents for a two litre bottle of Coke. That's the extra you're paying. That's the sugar tax. Mm. But that's not really enough. Like, I think, I mean, it, it, it will stop. Like, let's say my 14 year old, if he only has like a euro 30 in his pocket, he's, he won't have enough for like a can of Coke. But if you if you lobbed on, let's say for a two litre can of Coke, if you put on one eighty, like that will stop a lot of people from buying that. Does it work the sugar tax? I mean, when 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 you try to find out the answer online, it can be uh, it can be kind of a confusing enough. You think it's straightforward to find out whether it has worked or not. I think it depends very much on on what body has undertaken the research and who happens to be funding them. So, I mean, what what does the science tell us? Yes, you're right. Okay, so the sugar tax was brought in in 2018 after two years in the pipeline. And the UK brought it also in in 2018 and they brought it in a few months ahead of us. So the Department of Health, they're actually carrying out a lot, they're carrying out research now to see how, what effect it's had. But there has been research out already. Like, for instance, uh, there was a study from Cambridge there uh, very recently, just last month, and they showed there was a 9% fall in obesity in the UK for 11-year-old, 10, 11-year-old girls. And they put a lot of that down to the sugar tax just because, uh, you know, like in more deprived areas, there was, there was more uh, levels of overweight and obesity. And they actually, it went down actually higher in deprived areas. So they have linked success there. And already there's been success in their reformulation. I mentioned their 7-Up uh, Sprite and Fanta, they reduced their sugar so there ha- like with, with companies reformulating to avoid the tax like that's already a success but um and and also the the studies that show already in other countries it has worked we we need more research to show it does work but my instinct would be that like it does changing the price like making things more expensive it does affect if you're going to buy it or not it does affect purchasing decisions it's like the minimum unit with alcohol like that has had a positive effect you know uh, the, the, there's an argument I've heard some make and much like minimum unit pricing uh, that it, it, it's effectively a tax on the poor so the, 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 the less well off you are the more of your disposable income is spent on food and I know you might say well you don't necessarily need to put 7-Up or Coca-Cola um, into your shopping basket but how and ever if more of your more of your weekly budget uh, is dedicated to the grocery shop then a sugar tax disproportionately affects you Yes, that, there's the argument there for the aggressive tax and that, that is a good argument. But at the same time, 
we can't leave it up to the individual and willpower. We have to like alter the environments where people are living in. And the answer I feel would be to ring fence the taxes that we collect and put them straight back into building swimming pools, into you know, think concrete things like that. Because at the moment, Kieran, the money disappears back into the exchequer. And sure, look, where does it go? You know, like so. I I, I do agree that in a cost of living crisis, it does seem like you're hitting the poor. But actually, they're the ones who are paying long term because the more deprived you are in general, like there's a health inequality there that the more likely you are to have poor health. So in a, in a way, the, the, like those, like junk, cheap junk food is the most expensive food you'll buy long term. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I really do think at the moment now we're not ring fencing. And in the UK, they do, they ring fence the money they've taken, they, they've collected from the sugar tax and they put it straight into breakfast clubs and building sports facilities. And we don't do that. And I think we need to do that. I think that would be more palatable to everyone if we did that. You know, if we said, look, we're going to hike up two litre Coke. It's going to go up. It's going to be really, really expensive. But we're going to be building swimming pools. We're going to be, you know, this is what exactly what we're going to mm. be doing with the money. And like parents, everyone wants, if you look at research, everyone wants less junk food advertising. And the problem here and at the moment is there is a ban on junk food advertising on TV before nine o'clock. But your kids don't even watch TV. Like, my my teenagers, they just watch uh, TikTok, you know, and it's like, like you know, Monster, which is like an energy drink, which has six tablespoons of sugar in it. So that's advertised all day on TikTok, you know. When you or Prime, that. this uh, Prime and drink. Prime. You know, Prime is a funny one because I think people have got a little mixed up because the Prime that we get here is actually doesn't have sugar in it, so our caffeine. But the one in the in the states has a lot of caffeine and sugar, and that's why there's been problems. Okay. There, Oh, so there's no, well, there's no caffeine. Like in there. I, I, well, I haven't tasted it. My kids so far, it's not on their radar. They're unaware of it. But um, oh yeah, uh, no, if they were pretty, that bit older, I suspect not. they would be well aware of it <laughs> because every time it's, I open yeah. social media, it seems to be there. I mean, the, the idea of ring fencing. Governments have always, traditionally in Ireland, been reluctant to 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 ring fence. Uh, money on the back of taxes like this. There was a suggestion a few years ago that there'd be a kind of a chewing gum levy and the money would be ring-fenced to try and scrape all the manky chewing gum you find on streets. It's so ubiquitous we don't even realise it's there anymore. All those black dots on the footpath are actually dirty pieces of chewing gum. And once you see them, you can't unsee them. Um, I I mean, it's it's unfortunate, isn't it, that that governments are reluctant? They are. And, you know, I think we've got we have to do something, right? We need more taxation, more regulation and public spending around obesity because we can't just, we can't just carry on. Like, I think it's 10% kids are obese and 10% are overweight. And it's not fair, Kieran. We're we're leaving them with lifelong potential, you know, health complications. And I think we really need to get radical on it. And it does sound unfair to ramp up fizzy drinks, you know, sugar, high sugar drinks. I mean, this sugar tax... It's only on drinks that have more than 8% sugar Mm. per 100 grams, I think it is. So, you know, if it's forcing companies to reformulate, great. But I think, and also, you know, on the sugar-free now, those sweeteners that are... Well, because I was actually about to ask you. So let me me read out a statement from the Irish Beverage Council. The, the, The beverage sector remains committed to providing consumers with the widest possible range of options 
in the beverages that they enjoy, including low sugar and sugar-free alternatives. In recent years, the beverage sector has achieved significant reductions in sugar and calories through reformulation, which includes innovative recipe changes. These products have performed well, which is a sign of evolving consumer taste and consumption habits that is driven by more choice in the Irish market. Now, those innovative recipe changes, in some cases, mean they take out the sugar and they put in aspartame. And that yes, we now know yes. is possibly carcinogenic. So, th- th- I mean, the the other argument, I guess, maybe against the sugar tax is the law of unintended consequences. Well, this is it. And now, in fairness now to their, to that being a carcinogen, I think you do need to consume quite a lot of it. But the point is, it is like linked to cancer. So therefore, and it's also ultra-processed. I mean, ideally, in an ideal world, you know, we, we would be drinking milk and water and, I mean, obviously the odd alcoholic drink. But yes, I mean, people like their treats. I, I actually think the occasional, I would allow the occasional fizzy drink as a treat, but it's just day to day when you're buying them day to day. And when they are affordable, this is what people are doing. So I think we just need to change the perception of these drinks. And yes, the sugar-free, like, why don't you bang on the sugar tax on that as well? Even if it's sugar-free, have it on all sweeteners. Because if you if you need a sweetener, well, then you know, it's it's probably ultra processed and it's bad for you if it's not a if it's not a natural sweetener, obviously. You know, so I would definitely mm. yeah, I would be quite um I would be quite extreme and I would just say Ireland should really lead on this. We we led on the smoking ban, you know, we're leading now on these labels on alcoholic beverages. I think we should do we should lead on the sugar tax as well and lead on fighting back, giving our kids a chance. That's what I would Anyway. Mary McCarthy, columnist for the Irish Independent. Mary, thanks a million, as always, uh, for speaking to us. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.